Well, let's dive in this morning first, or I mean Philippians, the first chapter. Uh, it is these few verses. I normally preach on a little more verses, and last week and this week, I just felt they were important for us to really dive into and to look at. You know, when I think of the church and I think of church world, um, I think of, I think I would say just not unity. Maybe, I don't know if that's good English, but disunity seems to be what the church so often is. And I don't necessarily mean individual local bodies, although we're all humans in the room, so there's a good chance there's going to be some disunity. But when you think about the church globally, maybe we'll go like, uh, uh, you know, in the United States of America, we are a part of the Assemblies of God. We're a part of a fellowship in Ohio that has about 280, I think we're nearing, or just hit 290 churches, which is super exciting, Assemblies of God churches. But then there's Presbyterian Church, including right down the road. There's Baptist Church, uh, New Faith, uh, Faith Community Church, right down the street by the Bunny Park uh, here in Dublin. All over there are churches, the Catholic Church, so many different brands of church, right? Sometimes people are like, well, why do we need so many uh, brands or denominations? That is a great question. I mean, it would be better if it was just one. And so we obviously invite all the other denominations to become Assembly of God, then we'd all be one. That was kind of a joke, but that's okay, uh, right? Like, it just isn't how life is. But even more so, maybe we could think of, and maybe if you are in on certain elements, you've got super big-time pastors. So Stephen Furtick at Elevation Church. They have worship, and they do these big, huge conferences. And awesome. how, many, how many enjoy Stephen Furtick from time to time? Maybe podcast, Pastor Dave, absolutely. Like, he's awesome, right? I would say he is the best communicator I've ever heard. I love listening to him, to, uh, him speak. I love it. But did you know there are people that don't like Elevation Church or their worship or Pastor Stephen in the church, right? There, there is. Or uh, maybe we'll go the other side of the country, Bethel Church in Redding, California. There's people in the room that are like, yeah, Bethel's the greatest. We do some of their, their music and their worship. And there'd be other people in the room who'd be like, Bethel is of the devil, right? Like, oh, they're probably not of the devil, probably not, uh, right? Literally, that's how we can be. You know, Joel Osteen, oh, he doesn't preach enough truth, so he can't be good. Or, or you love him because you, he speaks to you and he speaks to your heart. Or Andy Stanley, or these big time pastors that we could all disagree on because that's how we are as human beings, right? We, we just don't quite get it. And something in my life that I've felt for a long, long time is, Lord, is your gospel being preached and are people coming to know you? And if so, I'm all right if stuff, I don't agree 100%, but the gospel is being preached. Jesus is being preached. People are coming to know him. Now, when we do that, there's a, a process also of understanding the Bible wins. So heresy and people that are preaching against the word or the, you know, the, the coexist bumper sticker, uh, that doesn't fit with the Bible. Like Jesus is the only way to heaven. So there is a truth that you do not veer off of, right? 100%. But also there's different brands and there's different people and there's different personalities and there's different thought. And sometimes the church does a great job of kind of cannibalizing itself. And more than only maybe big time preachers, maybe you would say in your life, maybe some of you have grown up in the church. 
You've been a part of churches where it's been really good or maybe it's been difficult. Maybe it's been good seasons or bad seasons or where pastors were really helpful. Or maybe you've, and I'm so sorry if this would be the case, but where a pastor hurts you or where something was done or people that just, it wasn't right, but that it was in this spot. It's like, how God, how can you use people and how can people get saved and how can people that do things somehow still the gospel is preached and Lord, what do we do with that? Right? It's, it's not easy. It's difficult. And something that I feel like I say every single week is the problem is that you're a human and that I'm a human. Right? You have a sin nature and I have a sin nature. And we're now allowing God, we're allowing the word to, to make us new and to make us whole. Where one day we're going to be in heaven where there's no tears, death, sorrow, a big one, no sin. Our, that, that sin is not going to be there. But on this earth, we're not all there. In fact, none of us are there, right? There's things we do. There's things we say. There's, there's attitudes we have. There's stuff that we want to look like the word, but it's a process. It's a journey. And truly, only when we get to heaven someday, which is going to be awesome, but are we going to hit that finish line? And so in the church, there's this, there's this easy I think I would say easy, it's easy to get out of alignment and unity because we are humans and we have our own ideas and our thoughts and how things should go and what things should look like. And when we look at this specific scripture, Paul being in prison, Paul writing prison epistles to the church, Paul making a massive impact even while in prison, and in fact being in prison, but having the gospel preached to people that would not have heard it or could not have heard it without him being there, that him being in prison wasn't actually like some punishment from God, but actually God used it every step of the way to bring glory to him. And then you get here, and you're like, the good thing is, I'm sure Paul and the church and the people around him are encouraging him and building him up and everything's good. And then Paul says, well, actually that is not the case. Right? What we, what we just read. In fact, verse 15. Some indeed preach Christ from envy and rivalry, but others from goodwill. Paul realized that there's motives behind people's actions. Right in this room, there's motives behind what we do. There's motives behind how we are or how we act. There's motives. And I think that he's saying here, there's motives, some from good, some from bad, some from envy, some from rivalry. You know, when I think about a jersey Sunday, and uh, I don't see any really bad jerseys in here right now. There have to be some Michigan or some Steeler jerseys somewhere. Anybody want to? No? So I, I love sports because we can have rivalry that I hope is fun. Now, if you didn't know, if you were offended by that, hopefully it's a good rivalry, I hope. Hopefully it's fun. Hopefully, hopefully it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, come on. You know, yesterday I was saying uh, Michigan, they won 59 to 0. That's a pretty good win. Ohio State won 77 to 21. I was like, I was thinking I would rather win 59 to 0 and our defense give up nothing than win 77 to 21 because we let a terrible team score 21 on us. That doesn't make me feel good as a football fan. You know, so like Michigan probably had a better day yesterday. And I, all I want is not that much, but I want an 11-0 Michigan and 11 Ohio State, so we can just destroy them and tear their heart out at the end of the year, right? That's what we want. We're like, rivalry, it's fun. It's fun, right? If you're a Michigan fan, we love you. I hope it's fun. If not, I apologize, and 
But you know, in the church world, rivalry is not uh, good. In, in our spiritual walk, in our actual relationship, not sporting hopefully, but in our life, rivalry is not good. He's saying that people are preaching. Those that are even preaching bolder than before, than the last few verses, are preaching from envy, from rivalry. They're saying, ah, this is nice that he's in jail because now we can preach and be elevated in the church culture, in the church world. Anybody feel like that's, that's a little icky, right? Like, what is, what is happening? What is going on here? Motive of others can be here and there. And I believe Paul is making it clear, we all do things for certain reasons. We don't always know why and who and what, but there's always a situation where people do things because of past People do things because of what they grew up in. People do things, even when I talk about different churches, well, this is how my church did it, if we think of our church, so wanting it to be like that. Or maybe this is how my church used to do it, so I want nothing to do with that, and I want it to be way on this side. Like, there's so many things of motives and why. But Paul's saying, even here, there's things that aren't right. Motives are not good. It goes on and talks about selfish ambition in verse 16 and uh, first part of 17. The latter do it out of love. That's good. The ones with goodwill. Like, we want to serve out of love. That makes sense. Knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel, the former proclaim Christ out of selfish ambition. They want to climb the ladder. They want to step up. They want to move in, the, in some direction. And they say, ha, I get to preach the gospel at the expense because Paul is down. Almost like while he's down, I'm going to step on him and get a leg up in this. There's selfish ambition that takes place. And you know, when I think about ambition, I think about a good thing. Like, I hope that all of us in this room have ambition. I hope we all want to get somewhere. I hope we all want to accomplish something. I hope that we all, in our, our spiritual life, we want to read through the Bible. Maybe, maybe you're a read through the Bible in a year, like my, my dad, many years in a row. I always, my goal is to run and listen to the whole Bible while I'm running in every year. So normally from March until I'm almost through, uh, it might take me here uh, a little bit, maybe the end of September I'll be done. So I've listened to the whole Bible in like five months. I, I love, that's something I want to do. And then the Bible study, and I want to grow and I want those things to happen, right? We have ambition. Maybe in your job, you want to start in your job and you would like to probably make more money and you'd probably like to take some steps in your job and maybe you have things that you want to do or maybe maybe in your family there's goals there's there's things you want to accomplish in your spiritual life there's things you want to grow in there's things you want to grow out of and you want to help God have God help you move from right ambition is good that, that's, that's important goals and and moving in the right direction but there's a different thing when my ambition all of a sudden becomes at the expense of others or at the expense of my character or at the expense of, of hurting somebody around me. If I think about this in a job setting, I can have ambition and I want to climb the ladder, but to do it, can you have character or do you have to lose your character to take some step, kind of step on somebody in the process? That becomes selfish. It becomes about you. It becomes not God-honoring. When I'm in church world, I want my ministry to be great. Absolutely. I want my whatever to be great. Maybe people that are on a stage, like on worship team, like, oh, I love it. I love getting to worship God. Is it about the worship of God 
Or is it about, oh, I get to be in front and have people look at me and people cheer me on and people say, oh, that was wonderful. Is it selfish or is it God honoring? Is it about God? And here we see people who some were getting it right and some were not. Ambition is great when it is for the purpose of bringing glory to God. And I want to encourage us that our motives, are they in the right way? Our ambition, is it towards God and bringing Him glory and Him honor and Him praise? Because those are two entirely different things. For my family, for my job, for the people around me, for my church, for my ministry. If I want to, and I would pray, we just launched life groups. I would pray that the 14 or so life groups, that you all want your groups to maybe grow, although some of them, your, your house is full, so don't, they shouldn't grow. That means hopefully they're going to actually split and be two life groups in the future. But I would hope you'd want it to be the best life group possible. You'd want to take care of people well. You would want to encourage with the word of God well. You would want all of these things to happen, but for the only reason of bringing glory to God. The only reason of having people around you know the Lord better and have a better relationship with him because you just got to open your house and facilitate a conversation. Not so that you look better than someone else. And that's a pretty easy one because I don't think we have that problem. If so, I don't know about it yet, right? It's like, no, we want to bring glory to God. We want to have ambition for the things of God. We want to point everything to God. And even as we continue and think about these verses, they just get worse. Because in verse 17, uh, continuing, it says, Not sincerely, but thinking to afflict me in my imprisonment. And at this point, if I'm Paul, I have to feel like, yeah, I am about to bring the hammer down. I'm just going to crush these people. They are bad motives, bad ambition. They just want to bring me pain and inflict pain upon me. So you'd think, man, he's going to just bring it. Right? That's, that's what I would want to do. Anybody else in the room? Someone comes at you. You want to punch back at him? And Paul, he starts to, just. I, I think you start to see what's coming. You see what is important to him. The thought that no one can add affliction to you when you live to bring God glory. I think it's what, like, of all the things today, no one can bring pain and, like, Drop it on you that you have to carry if your whole goal is, Lord, I'm going to bring glory to you. Because when someone does, you can let it just roll off. Because, God, I'm going to bring you glory. When he's in jail, when he is doing the ministry of the gospel, when the imperial guard and those that he could not have reached otherwise, when they're starting to experience him, when many people that would not have ever all of a sudden are knowing him, his own church, the friends, the people around him, are putting affliction upon him. And it's like, why? Why would, why would this happen? But you can feel in his, in his story why he's speaking. That he's saying, don't let what people do get you down. And in fact, don't only not let what they do get you down, but as you continue in the last verse, verse 18, Lord, could this be our prayer? What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or truth, Christ is proclaimed. People, bad motives, bad selfish ambition, adding affliction to him, or doing their best to make that happen. And he says, who cares about all of that? Who cares if I like how they're doing it? Who cares if their motives are right? Who cares? And I think, you know, bring it home maybe a little 
to us today. Who cares if I like the style of that church or of that pastor or if I think that person is as straightforward as they should be or this person's a little too soft or, you know, whatever we do, whatever our things are. He says, who cares? He says, are they bringing glory to God? Is it pushing the kingdom of God? Is Christ proclaimed? And what a difference in our life when everything goes to, is Christ proclaimed? Everything goes to, am I bringing glory to God? When everything I do goes to, it doesn't matter what they're doing. My even friends, my church family. No, but what is God doing? What is God showing? How is God moving? Everything looks different. And it ends with, and in that I rejoice. And not only do I rejoice, but then it says, yes, and I will rejoice. He doubles up on it saying, if the gospel's being preached, I do not care if it's out of the wrong motive, the wrong ambition, if they're even trying to bring something and put it on me. No, I'm going to celebrate what God is doing no matter what. And as I think about this, and man, this is a hard word. This is hard. Like, it, I don't know, it's easier to be like, woo, we're all, everything's good. No, he's saying this stinks, but the gospel's being preached. We're not quite as unified as we want, but the gospel is being preached. I think he's saying, you know what, Ohio State, Michigan, we can have a rivalry and have fun back and forth. What he's saying is, I'm not going to do that with these people. I'm not going to have a rivalry in church. We're not trying to see if Paul or these other people are better, or if, if this ministry or that ministry is better, or if this church or that church is better. That, that, that's not even going to happen. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to rejoice because this ministry saw someone come to know the Lord. I'm going to rejoice because this church is blowing up, and even though I'm like, that seems like a weird style to make it happen, Jesus is being preached. The gospel is being preached. Therefore, let's do it. Come on, let's celebrate. And let's not only celebrate, let's not only rejoice, but come on, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to rejoice again. And when our life turns and our mind turns and our, our, our desires and our ambition turns to what I am and what I want and what I think, and all of a sudden it goes to, no, is the gospel being preached? Everything changes. In a day and an age of anxiety and worry, I think just extra maybe from other times. If I can understand that if the gospel is being preached, that's what I need to worry about. It gets rid of a lot of other stuff. It gets a lot of, rid of a lot of other anxiety or worry I don't need to hold on to. Because I don't need to look around the room and say, oh, that person, they're really doing it and they're making me look bad. Well, like, no, who cares? Let's celebrate them. And what's God doing here? What's God doing in my life? And Lord, do you have something? Am I in your will? If so, let's do it. Let's go after the Lord. Because that's what it's all about. It doesn't matter if it's on a stage and people see you. It doesn't matter if it's on a Thursday mowing the grass where nobody sees you. Am I doing what God's called me to do? Say, well, Matt, grass, that doesn't bring people to the Lord. You, let's not mow our grass and watch how many people come to church. Mowing the grass brings people to the Lord. What are you doing that's fulfilling the call of God on your life and let's celebrate one another. God is so good. Paul says, I'm not going to get on them. I'm not going to put them down. Now, he's saying here, this is probably not the best, right? Motives, come on. You know, selfish ambition, not the best. Even put it on me, but I am going to bring glory to God, and we're not going to be rivals in this because I'm going to celebrate them. And it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard 
to be a rival with someone that's cheering you on every step of the way. And church, that's what we can be here at Radiant Life Church. We can be a church that cheers each other on every step, that helps out wherever we can, that, that keeps believing the best in each other. And when we do, we're going to be united and together. And church speaking more globally, let's cheer on Bethel and let's cheer on Elevation Church and uh, I don't even remember the other names, but Joel Osteen and all these other pastors, the celebrity people. And let's cheer on Faith Community Church right down the street. Northwest Presbyterian, let's cheer them on. Is the gospel being preached? And that's where if someone gets out of the gospel, well, we can't cheer that on. Because the word of God wins. Is Jesus the only way to heaven? Come on, is it, are we preaching it? The coexist bumper sticker, that doesn't work. It's not one of these 10 routes. Like, no, that's not biblical. That's not what I'm talking about. If we're preaching Jesus, Jesus is the way to heaven. That's what the word says. If that's what we're believing, that's what we're preaching, then we can figure out the nuances and the differences. At Radiant Life Church, we're a Pentecostal church. That means we believe Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit was poured out. We believe in the initial physical evidence of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you know what? There's a bunch of people in this room that I know because I've talked to a bunch of you who are like, I'm still working on that. I don't, I'm not 100% sure. And you know what? We can grow and walk and learn together and learn about what God has. And God's going to speak to you and he's going to speak to me. And we're going to keep going, which means our theology might look a little different in five years than now. Not truth of the word, but how we interpret and what it looks like and oh, the Lord just reveals, yeah, this is good. So I heard someone say this, and wow, it is, it is what the word would have. Like the truth of the word. We can let God continue to go. But we're going to be a church that's united and cheering each other on in this room and cheering each other on right down the street. If someone put a, a church, well, we have a church half mile down the street, right? So right there, wherever, we're going to cheer them on because there are more people that need to know the gospel and is the gospel being preached. And I want to encourage, even before we close out this morning, maybe to bring it home to your life, to your own ministry of your job, of your family. That our goal, your goal, I hope, is not to go to work and make a lot of money. Although, we are all for you making a lot of money. And if you are, we hope you tithe. That would be really good. But your goal in going to work is not about money, it's about being a messenger, a missionary of the gospel, being a, a, someone who walks with the Lord and shares the Lord there, right? You're all about bringing glory to God. That's what our goal is. And when at our work, our job is not about getting the numbers right or getting the, the lawn stripes right or getting the, the nurse stuff right or, you know, whatever, whatever field you are in, but it's about bringing glory to God, then when people come at you, it's a little different. It's okay. I don't have to be offended personally because this person, because Lord, I'm just bringing glory to you and I can let that, I can let it go off. When someone in your family says something, you can let it go off because your job is not about them, it's about bringing glory to God. And if you let God work on your heart, you're gonna have the best opportunity to speak into a family member's life. That when we say, Lord, I'm not about the, the, just wanting the raise, and maybe you get looked over for the raise, and you could say, Lord, I'm about bringing glory to you, and if you want me to be in this job, in this role for the rest of my life, I'm okay. If you want me to advance, or you want me to do something different, you tell me, I'll do it. But I can let it roll off and say, God, you're good. 
God, you are good. Because I'm just about bringing glory to you. And if that's what we do in this church, if that's what we do as the church, and that's what you do, we are all part, we're the church, wherever we go, then we're going to be able to, like Paul, say, you know what? Let's just let the gospel be preached. And no matter what people do, no matter what people say, Lord, would you let the gospel be preached? And I'm thankful that when there's issues and concerns in the church, we're going to have conversation. We're going to walk through things. That's for sure. But Lord, would you let the gospel be preached? And in our lives, Lord, would you help my motives be right? If my motives are off, if your motives are off, I would encourage you to ask the Lord, man, I really like it when people applaud me. Or I really like it when whatever. Lord, don't let my motives be about just getting a foot up or selfish ambition. Don't let my motives somehow lead to someone else affliction being upon them no lord help me not be that i think it's clear paul's not celebrating those things but if you work on yourself pastor chris if i work on myself lord help me and we cheer each other along we cheer each other's wins we cheer each other when good things happen we're going to be able to be united and we're going to grow and we're going to get to places where we could not get if we're just doing it by ourselves and we want to look good. Lord, help us, our motives, our ambition. Help us say yes to you. Help us lay it all at your feet and then help us as the church be united to bring glory to God because that's what it's all about. As individuals, as a group, let's bring glory to God and watch as your home just gets a lift because his spirit's there, as the fire of God is just moving, and you're just bringing glory to God at your work, so even that person, or that situation, or that problem, it's all right, God's got it, I know he's got it, I'm good, with family members, or with a situation, or a problem, Lord, I'm just bringing glory to you, that's it, you're going to make it, you're going to make it, you're going to get to the other side, you're going to experience God, because it's not about you, and it's not about the person around you, it's about bringing glory to God, which puts my focus on him, takes it off of me and there's health and looking at God let's let Jesus move if Jesus is being preached there is a reason to rejoice so let's rejoice radiant life church let's rejoice because he's being preached here he's being preached through you every single day he's being preached as we go and we get to send money all around the world to see 80 plus organizations preach the gospel the gospel is being preached so we get to rejoice and let's be united as we do it church there's nothing like it we get to do this together so lord we are thankful this morning lord we're thankful that you are so good we're thankful lord jesus that we have the opportunity to walk in relationship with you lord we want to just be pleasing before you and lord i pray first that for each one of us for me Lord, that motives, selfish ambition, adding affliction to others. Lord, help us to not have motives or selfish ambition that is not for the reason of bringing glory to you. Lord, no selfish ambition in our life. Lord, let us be about you and the work of your kingdom. Lord, let us not bring things that tear others down or pour, pour salt in the wound, so to speak. But Lord, let us bring glory to you and encourage. And as Paul did, let us rejoice. And then I will rejoice again at when a brother or a sister has something good happen. I will rejoice and rejoice again when your word is preached. I will rejoice and I will rejoice again when one person comes to experience you. 
Lord, that is our prayer. That's our heart. That's what we desire. Lord, rivalry in football is a lot of fun. But Lord, rivalry in your church or rivalry between brothers and sisters, Lord, that's not of you. So Lord, help us. Get rid of it. Fully help us, Holy Spirit, to walk in you and let the word of God be preached. So Lord, I pray this week that each person in this room would experience you, would experience your love, and would be able to preach you by how they live, how they walk, how they talk. And Lord, even just in straight up, encouraging and praying for people around us. Lord, let your word be preached through your church, Lord Jesus, in a way that is pleasing and honor and brings glory to you. And where Paul would say, I'm going to rejoice. But Lord, in a way where Paul doesn't even have to worry about motive. Doesn't have to worry about that ambition. Doesn't have to worry about extra affliction being added. Lord, because we're doing it for you. The audience of one. Lord, help us to live our life for you and your glory. We love you. We thank you, Jesus. You are so good. It's in your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for coming today. Uh, Man, I love the word. I pray you're in it. If you're not, get in a schedule of being in the word, listening to the word, reading the word, Bible studies, Right now, media, if you don't have it, you can come talk to one of the team. We'd get it for you. Bible studies, things you can listen to. Be in the Word of God. There's nothing like it. Life groups this weekend are a big part of that and hope you can join us uh, for those. But right now, we can smell it. There's a whole bunch of chili out there. Uh, I'm excited to go for round two and hope you are as well. But this is the deal. If you didn't know, the food and the tacos and the snow cones the weeks before, Those aren't less about the food and the tacos and snow cones. It's about you sitting down or standing and fellowshipping, meeting somebody new. So this is what I'm going to ask all of you to do. You're here on Sunday morning. Even if you're not going to get chilly, go sit down at a table. Go talk to some people. Stay, uh, the old rule was 10 minutes, but 15 today. At least 15 minutes. Hang out. Let's talk. Let's be family. Uh, The food is out there. It is good. It's hot. It's ready to go. And uh, so let's, let's encourage one another, build each other up. And uh, just some instructions for that. On the right side of the foyer, upper level, as you go, you can get a bowl, uh, pick a chili or two, stack it up, however you want to do it. Uh, It looks like there's tons of chili. I think we'll have plenty, so come back for seconds as well. Uh, But on the right side, you get your bowl, get your chili. Before you go out the doors, on the right side, there are condiment stations on either side, like cheese and sour cream, all that stuff. Get that stuff. Then if we can ask everybody then, specifically children, everybody unless you have a good reason then if we can go outside with the chili so do our best to get the chili in the bowl or on the table and then go outside with it that's way if you spill it great god bless you go get another bowl and all is good but we'll try to avoid too much of that inside and uh, i would appreciate your help with that and once again let's encourage each other fellowship have a great sunday uh, here and then maybe it's football or whatever you do Let's just have a great day. Let's bring glory to God. Maybe get together with some of your friends, even after. Go out afterward. Let's have some good time. And just so thankful that we get to be a part of Radiant Life Church. And I love being a part of the family. So this week, be careful what you watch. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you talk about. Savor the presence of Jesus. Let's go enjoy some chili.